Hey, this is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers Podcast. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when there's no pressure. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for AIW's Sunny Days. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever in this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a review for AIW's Sunny Days, and I've already introduced myself and technically returning for a second week in a row we have pam hey guys uh no run-in needed this week <laughs> yeah not this week uh it's my my show well not my show but my show you know <laughs> you know what i mean and uh you're at work right now too <laughs> i am it is 1209 on this lovely because it's technically, you know, midnight and everything. But yeah, I'm still at work. I'm still at the Chipotle, you know, doing doing the things. When I say I work late, I, I fucking mean it, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. AIW Sunny Days, which as of this recording is not on IWTV, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, seriously. I tried to do my homework today. Couldn't even do my homework. Uh, well, I mean, we were there live, but uh, the feed went out early in the show turns out uh laptop went down uh early in the show and they had to get someone's personal laptop and that was wasn't able to uh go on till i think the second half and it could only handle one camera angle oh see now these are things i didn't actually realize that makes all the sense in the world so it, it actually made trying to get people together for this a little bit harder because it had to be people who were at the show yeah, if you weren't there, then you fucking missed out on, like, everything. I mean, which, all in all, it was a it was a pretty fun show. It was a really good show. I had a blast migraine aside and having Fruit Punch Gatorade thrown at me by Rhino, but that's a, <laughs> that's a different part of the show that we'll talk about. And I'm pretty sure you did not meet Sunny. I did not meet Sunny. You know I don't do any of those. I know, I know. It, it helps for the show if I just ask. I know. I just I like giving you shit. But you you should de- you should definitely do more like meet and greets. Like, have you have you got a picture with AK yet? I I honestly think the only meet and greet I've ever done was Arn. Why Arn? 
Yeah, like at least AIW related. I believe the only uh, the only person I've ever met there is Arn. Any particular reason why him? Um, I honestly don't remember. I think it was more of a Stacy wanted to do it kind of thing, but it was also the big end show, like after he passed and whatnot. Yep. So I think it was just a do it to do it kind of thing. And I have a picture with Arn Anderson. Like it's cool. <laughs> yeah, we should get, we should get you to do more. I um I have a meet and greet in mind for if and when it would ever happen. Uh, it might be the only one I ever do, um, but I also might need medical attention afterwards because if and when he gets released and if and when he would ever make his AIW return, you bet your ass I will meet Kevin Steen and then have a coronary right there. Yeah, you you missed out on the great time of Kevin Steen on AIW. Yeah, that was pre-Pam time, and I'm very upset about it. But, like, I liked him at that time at NXT. Like, I knew who he was and what he was doing. So, like, I just didn't know about AIW until way later than I should have. I think a lot of us feel like that. (laughs) Even though, you know, I came in in 2010, it's still like I missed out on five years, and I still wish I would have been around for those five years because there was a lot of great people that came through that I totally missed out on. Yeah, like, watching and looking back on IWTV and seeing all of the stuff that I missed over the years, like, made me really regret finding AIW when Johnny left. Like, I wish I would have found, or not when Johnny left, but, like, around that time frame, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's just, oh, God, there's just so many, like, things that I know I know I missed out on, and Steen was one that I'm very happy that I... I, I got to meet and especially like meeting him at Turner's Hall and like the interaction we had between each other, I thought was really cool. Very um, organic because I literally our conversation, I think, started on like our facial hair because I think he complimented my beard. And then I pointed out like, yeah, like there's like these parts right here that don't connect and everything. And he's like, well, yeah, I kind of got that, too. But it's like my hair is a little bit longer, so you don't see it. I'm like, oh, OK. And then like that just got us into like this whole other conversation because I knew I wanted a picture with him. I knew I wanted uh, eight by ten. I didn't buy a shirt because there was. I think of all the ones he had, there wasn't one that I really, really loved. It's cute though. You guys had a Joe Dirt moment together. Like your hair doesn't grow in here and here. <laughs> one right. of my favorite movies. He, yeah, that that's easily like one of my favorite people that's come through AIW, and he was someone that like I knew of outside of AIW, but I didn't watch really Ring of Honor. So until like he came to AIW, that's when like my first real experience with him. Because like I said, I, I definitely knew who he was. He was a huge name at that time. I wish I had gotten to uh, to know more about him pre WWE, but like his WWE run has made me love him. Uh, same with a handful of other people that I didn't know about prior to. So I'll I'll take it. They did some good at some point in time in the last five six years. So for me, I did meet Sonny. Uh, didn't do it before the show. I had to do an intermission because literally like right when I showed up, which I ran really late from work and finding a parking spot was hell. God, I hate that area right now. I'm just trying to find a parking spot. But dude, uh, that parking lot was friggin' insane. I hate to interrupt, but like literally when we got there, perfect. There was so many spaces. And then I went outside to do something and there were no spaces. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to park uh, like that 
further down big lot that was 20 bucks oh my god you had to pay 20 dollars to park mm-hmm. was the uh lot i can never describe this the way that i want to but the lot that's like directly on the opposite side of the odeon and that apartment complex or whatever are you talking about the the ones like on the uh i would say behind the odeon yeah, it's like, it looks like it should be a one-way street, but it's a two-way street, and it takes you down to the roundabout. Yeah, I think we're talking about the, the same one, because there's like, yeah. there's the parking lot that's right across from the the Odeon, and then there's one on the other side of the building, but obviously it's not like this perfect, oh, it's just like right on the other side of the building, you have the, the little uh, block that that's on, and then you have, uh, what is it, like ra- railroad tracks that go through. Yeah, and, like a little metro train bullshit. Yeah, so it's it's like further around because like that's where I've parked like the last few shows. I've parked there a handful of times. It's very very private, which I like. Um, like I slept back there. I think I've said before, like during a Jaylet weekend. Very 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 surprisingly private. Yeah, the only thing I and I have I don't know if I've talked about this here on the podcast before. The the parking lot across from the Odeon and the the one that we're talking about on the other side, I feel like those parking spots are like a little bit too small because if you get your car like right in the middle and like both cars on the opposite sides of you get right in the middle of their spot, it's still like very little room to get out. I started parking in those weird long ways ones in the parking lot across the street because I've been having a difficult time, and I drive a soul for crying out loud. You and your black soul. Black as black as black can be. Yeah, like those, and those ones too, those, uh, like, what would be more like parallel spots. Hell, like, those aren't even really enough room. Like, I think if you get a car that's right in the middle of that box, and there's, like, you're po- uh, pouring over on the sides. Like, that's the oh, only... for sure. The only thing I don't like about, like I said, those spots is just they're way too tight. Yep. And even with the tightness and the, like, pulling over or whatever, spilling out, like, people don't give a fuck either. They will go and do whatever in these parking lots. Like, that's what worries me the most. The only good parking spot on the one behind the Odeon, and I parked there at the last show, is, like, one of the parts that's uh, on the edge of it. But there's a lot of bushes on the side, so it, it's not. Luckily, it's not like right up against a wall. But like yes, the, I know exactly which one you're, or like where you're talking about over there. Yep. Yeah, there's so there's still so much room because of all those like where those bushes are, and it yep. it, it, it just gives you just hands down more room. Like I know the last time I was there, I had to. Um, that was like the only parking spot open, and someone was like, "Oh, do you want to take this spot over there?" I'm like, "Nope." I'm, I'm happy to take this spot that I already got. <laughs> I will take my stuff. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. But, <laughs> yes, I uh, I got there late. Couldn't meet Sunny before the show. Did intermission. I got my things that I needed signed, my figure of hers, and my old Raw magazine. Uh, a story that I, I don't know. I might have told on the show. I can't remember that. I had one when I was in fifth grade. Uh, the exact same one, uh, not the exact same issue, but not the uh, literal same one. Uh, and I had it taken away from me and I never received that copy back. So I got to tell her that story too. 
And then she also complimented my Chris Candido shirt. And I explained to her, I'm like, yeah, I bought this off of you 10 years ago, like straight from you. And she actually like took a picture of us together, like on her phone. And she ended up posting on her social media. But I think it's on her like personal Facebook. Yeah. When you walked in and I saw you had that shirt on, I was like, ah, he wore it. I like I said, I know I said on the preview, like, I love that shirt, but I only pull it out every so once in a while. Like, I actually had um, Anthony Green ask me about it. He's like, were you at that show? And I'm like, no, I, you know, I bought off Sunny, you know, years ago. And I had, I had to look up my Facebook. It was 10 years ago. It was May 2011. But um, unfortunately, like, yeah, I didn't go there to that show. And I, that, sh- that shirt's actually worth. I just pulled up on eBay and someone was selling an extra large for $100. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. $100 and shit. Hey, rainy day fund, if anything. I don't know. I like. I'm. I'm particular on shirts to the point. Like, I'll probably like unless it's I severely need money. But I'm looking at a bunch of stuff here in my office that I could sell before I sell that shirt. So total mood. I, I feel that. Like, I look at my friends' pops every so often, and I'm like, ooh, the five hundred dollars I could get from you guys. Oh, that actually, that actually, hell, when it comes to pop figures, I just checked out like a lot of um, the worth of mine. Like my number one, I know is worth the money that its head has, and it's a Ghostbusters one. I'm never going to sell it. But my number two, and I'm going to double check and see if it, it is a hundred percent real one, because I think I bought it from like the exchange. But uh, I have a Scarface pop that's now worth two something, three something. Maybe it's like close. It's two something, but I think it's a little under three. And I'm like, shit. Like I love wow. Scarface, but not as much as I love other things. So I could sell this one. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't think any of my pops have, like, a single value that much. But, like, I have two sets. The only sets that I have are the Friends and the New Girl. And I'm pretty sure I'd probably get money for them. Yeah, I know my Egon slimed in the Ecto-1 is worth, like, three-something. And I paid one seventy-five for it. Nice. And then the only reason why I paid that much, because I know a lot of people would be like, oh, that's insane. I'm like, it's literally the last one I needed from the set. And it was actually worth over 200 at that time. I think it was at that point, it was closer to 300 worth. So I, I could have easily just bought it and sold it for profit. But no, yeah. I, I, I needed it to complete my collection. I'm actually trying to pull up real quick what it's, what it's worth on the pop price guide. Pop price guide makes me mad. When I tried selling my friend's pops, I was like selling them off of the prices per the guide, and they were like yelling at me about the prices, telling me that they were too much. I'm like, I'm literally going off of a guide. Like, don't be mad at me because I'm <laughs> trying to get a fair price. Like, this is what it says it's worth. That's what I'm going to ask for. And pop price guide goes off of like eBay selling. So, yeah, and that's it. That's the exact reason why I was going off of it because I knew and I. I guess that's pretty much everything for pre-show, so let's get into the actual show. And uh, we started things off, obviously, with our first match. Filthy Tom Lawler versus uh, Eric Taylor. Uh, Eric started off strong? Yeah, very much strong. Uh, Going after uh, Tom? really shocking but obviously it didn't work out for me this match really wasn't that long i mean can't go back and rewatch it there's no official results on cage match right now but you, you know who probably has official results though jayhawk 
Maybe. Well, he he would have what he saw because he. I think he did do the stream. Oh yeah, he wasn't there. Never mind. <laughs> I I'm just so used to Jayhawk being there with his notepad and shit. Like, well, this match was roughly six minutes. That's just me going from sending out the first tweet to sending out the result tweet. And True. there could be a little bit of leeway there because sometimes I might not get the tweet out for another minute or so after the match starts. So right. still pretty short match. But I mean, that's kind of what, what we're going to expect from someone going up against Filthy Tom Muller. For sure. Especially somebody who hasn't had a lot in single matches um, having to do a, a, a singles match with Tom is tough. <laughs> I mean, Filthy Tom Lawler who's in New Japan, who's in MLW, who's been in UFC. Yeah, that's not going to necessarily be the um, easiest mountain to conquer if you're Eric Taylor. Even if your future is too bright, it was them that day after that match with Tom, man. Real quick. So Filthy Tom Waller makes pretty quick work of Eric Taylor and uh, Eric Taylor submits. Any any thoughts on the, the short match we've seen? Um, so getting to see Eric in singles action is good, though. Um, the kid, there's no denying that him or Mikey aren't stars in the making. You know, um, Eric's eight pack, um, likes to come out every so often and steal the show. But er Eric is a very good wrestler. And he, if he's able to build himself up more with matches like ones like Tom's, um, the, he'll be top-notch phenomenal and be able to eventually get a dub over Tom one day. You never know. Um, but the match that these two had, albeit short, was still very good. Um, and that wasn't all we got out of Tom, though. And that was pretty pretty nice. Yep, it was uh, afterwards. You know, Filthy Tom Lawler said that basically it wasn't enough for him. And he, he did want another match, put out a challenge, and... I think the words he used were, uh, he wanted a man-to-man -man fight. Yes. Well, out came Mance Warner, which uh, we we were uh, we did receive the news at this time. Unfortunately, uh, Ethan Wright was not able to be at the show. I do believe Stacy asked for his money back, uh, but he was declined. <laughs> yeah, I would have given John extra money. Um <laughs> Actually, I think we that's what Stacy said. <laughs> we all know how I feel about Ethan, right? So I would have given John more money, if anything. But, yeah, uh, Mancer coming out and answering the call was unexpected and very delightful because we all love the iPhone God. And having Tom and Mance wrestle each other, oh, that's, that's chef's kiss, baby. Mwah. And it was, it was a brawl. Oh, absolutely. So that that's something that I I know I uh, thoroughly enjoyed. We didn't see like this deathmatch side of match. We saw this just this fist fight between the two, and like there was two spots in the match where it was just an absolute slap fest. And normally that that would be like an insult, but they're just literally slapping the shit out of each other, one right after the other. Yeah, when uh, I cannot talk tonight. Um, but yeah, and every time they would slap it would get harder and harder and harder and i'm just like you guys are making me hurt over here oh kitty <laughs> this is what happens when i'm driving home and i see a random cat in the middle of the night you're gonna hear me say kitty um but yet the 
These two, I could watch them fight all day. Yeah, the only uh, word that I could use to describe it is just brawl. For sure. And didn't, wasn't there beers? There were, there were beers involved in this match. Out of a boot. <sighs> I could. Was that before the match or after the match? Um, I I think it was before. Yes, it, uh, it, it was before. Going, like a little champion, or not a champion, like a cheers. Uh, uh, wrestling cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they poured some uh, Paps Blue Ribbon into the boot. And that literally was Pam's reaction. I was going to say, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I even said it right there. Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, no pandemic. That's disgusting. Like, <laughs> you don't... Dr- <laughs> I don't know who has had their foot in that boot. I don't... Ew. That, ew. I, I wouldn't even care if it came straight out the washer. That's still disgusting. Like, ew. I think I would have had an issue even if it just came like straight from the factory. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, boots a boots, a shoes a shoe. Is it all your feet go into it? And I nope, I don't like feet. <clears throat> and uh, like, like I said uh, after it happened, I was like, it could be worse. Could be ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> That's even grosser. Uh, I can't even. I uh, look. I literally. I told you earlier, I've barely eaten since Saturday. I have consumed maybe two Hot Pockets since Saturday, and you're about to make me throw all of the everything that I don't have in my <laughs> stomach up. <laughs> Just even imagining somebody chugging ranch dressing. So gross. My friends used to do that shit when I was younger and just grossed me the fuck out. What, chug ranch dressing? Yeah, uh, it happened around the time of Super Troopers. Okay. Um, yeah, we would... They do in the movie, and some genius was like, oh, let's try the ranch dressing. I did not try the ranch dressing. It's gross. Uh, any extra thoughts on uh, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Vance Warner? Um, I love seeing both of these guys wrestle at AIW. They need to come back more. Uh, I would like to see them fight each other, some other people, but it was a good little ditty that we got unexpectedly. And I'm glad that Mance still had a spot on the show. Uh, and yeah, hundred percent agree. I love seeing Mance Warner in AIW. Um, I do like that. Like this match was squeezed in without having uh, Ethan Wright on the card. For me, it's nothing against Ethan Wright, but just we got more from Filthy Tom than just that match with Eric. And then it's some. It was something to do with Mance. And I, the thing I was talking with Mance after the show was like he got. He got like a nice little early spot. Like he rarely is like that early in the show. And it was also, like I said before, not necessarily a death match. So he kind of got like an easy night on top of it. And he just he got to just hang out the rest of the night. Right. Yeah. When they're honestly, when the music hit for Eric and stuff like that, when the first match started, I was kind of surprised to see Tom come out for like that be the first match because usually it's pre intermission. Or after, like yeah. the show or the match right before intermission or after, and it, it was nice. Like I'm glad that they all had a good night and it was easy, and I didn't actually get bored during Mance's match because that's honestly what I was fearing with him <laughs> wrestling. Even. Well, I, you know, you you know, I felt I almost fell asleep during the him and Lee match. Like, come the fuck on, when does that happen? Well, we'll uh, anyway. <laughs> we'll we'll see when the rematch is going to be between. Mance and Ethan Wright. Hopefully not till 2022. All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. 
9 to 5 versus members only. And members only is Malcolm Cambridge and Calvin Lewis. Uh, I, I, I was called out in the middle of this match for not knowing their names. <laughs> that was uh, funny. Uh, Summers, remember my name next time. <laughs> and he flicked me off. It was fucking Malcolm, <laughs> motherfucker. No, fucking, I, I fucking love Malcolm. <laughs> fucking slapped Stacy's hand. I was like, "Thanks for picking us." And then, like, I extended <laughs> out my hand because, like, well, like you know, it was a like good move and everything. And he's like, he's like, you know, suffers. Remember my our fucking names next time. I'm like, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that was good though. It, it made for a good laugh. Yes, yeah, so I, I think for me, it's like I hadn't heard their name as much before it's not like these guys were wrestling on uxwa for months before mega months before true um, that's true and also we didn't really know their uh kayfabe name for a while yeah <laughs> so that's all like new recent not recent developments but within the last couple months and it's not something like like you said with them not being on mega or uxwa or anything like that like it's not something to get used to very quickly yeah and then like they they did do they were in North Canton, but I mean their names were said, but I did miss one of the matches, and I think what always helps me too is like seeing graphics of of wrestlers yeah. to where like when uh, Eric Taylor you know that class debuted, and when uh, Wes Barkley's class debuted, like when they had those four ways like I saw their names like individually on a graphic and like I didn't I've never seen their names on a graphic so I blank like I remember members only especially like knowing the like the reference of members only Mm -hmm. Uh, but the names didn't couldn't stick in my memory and I I think too and I'm not necessarily making excuses for myself is like especially in wrestling I know a good handful of Malcolms and like uh, there are quite a few I have now committed their name to memory but I know when I say Malcolm I always kind of get tripped up because I stop and I almost accidentally say like Bivens or um, I think Malcolm Monroe the third. And then there's I know there's another Malcolm that I was thinking of, but I'm like learning Malcolm Cambridge, yeah. Calvin Lewis or whether he's going to actually it's going to be Calvin C- G. Lewis, well, whatever it is. But I uh, I recorded a TikTok of this show and then I did a voiceover when I got home and I kept messing up like on just random parts to where I'd have to like start over from the beginning and record everything so I said their names a bunch (laughs) (laughs) fucking Friday night when I got home so I've committed it to memory I was just gonna say that (laughs) and unfortunately with this match uh, we did not get a warning that 9 to 5 was coming out because they were the first team to come out yeah, but I plugged my ears as soon as I could. Yeah, it's definitely not the greatest theme music in the world. It, I, You know what? That may have been where my migraine started. Oh, I believe it. Now that I'm thinking about it, because it was pre-intermission where I started getting a headache. So yeah, that's probably where it started. So like in this match, you did have nine to five welcoming members only, and they got them some... Uh, some gifts uh one of them uh a balloon well they both had balloons but one of them got uh released to the ceiling of the Odeon. that was funny as shit and then what was in there uh like coffee mugs a tie 
applications to uh, applications for something for jobs in the future, but I'm pretty sure it had an AEW logo on it. Yeah, we we caught that from our angle. We were just like, wait a minute. I think the, it was like entry level positions, and we're like, which entry level position is you getting at AEW? I mean, they are pretty good ring crew. They get the get the sweeping on. Maybe yeah, maybe AEW needs some good ring crew. So this was this was a nice fun match for members only to start out on. Um, I like what I seen from them from their first showing. The first match that comes to mind that I really want to see, and I feel like it will happen. I just don't know when it could be. You know, the next. Sh- okay, it won't be the next show. It could be early next year. It could be late next year. It could be in 2023. But I really want to see members only versus Bitcoin boys. That would be fucking amazing. Like, I honestly have that thought myself. It would be so much fun. And I think that would help. That really help elevate members only, too. Because, like, we're seeing what the Bitcoin boys have done over the past couple of years and, like, what they're turning into an AIW. Fuck, like, get, you know, members only. I think that that's eventually going to happen. I mean, obviously, like I said, with with Mikey, that's, pro- that's definitely not going to happen <laughs> soon. But... When it does happen. I think they said six to eight weeks for Mikey. Yeah, so we're thinking maybe returned December show? I I was hoping no later. Maybe hell on earth, but maybe the December show. Yeah. And then worst case scenario too, nothing until whatever the first show of 2022 is. I know that won't be on my birthday. It makes me sad, but I can't get lucky and have my birthday show all the time. Well... I'll probably never have a birthday show at AIW. <laughs> Only because my birthday is WrestleMania season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you are an April baby. No, March 31st. Er, well, damn near it. I mean, I don't know why I thought you were April, though. I thought you were like the ninth or something. I have gone to some shows on my birthday before. AIW or other? Other, because like I said, AIW never... With it yeah, being like it was, it was WrestleMania weekend. It was uh, that was Evolve, Progress, and the WrestleCon Super Show. Oh, okay. And then I had uh, Adam Cole wish me happy birthday. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> and he say happy birthday, baby. I think he just, I think he just so said bad at jokes. I think he just said happy birthday because it was at uh, the AIW booth at WrestleCon when Britt was there. And she introduced me to Adam Cole, and then I was like, yeah, I, I don't know whether I said it or what, but I was like, it's my birthday. And he's like, oh, happy birthday, man. Was that Orlando? Yes. Okay. Oh, I was there, but not there with you, obviously. We were at some, it, it, I know we were at some of the same shows. Mind. We were all there, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were literally all there in some capacity, and nobody knew anybody at that point. Like, that's the one thing that blows my mind still. Different subject for a different day, but... I still think it's crazy that all of us were at WrestleMania in Orlando and nobody knew anybody. <laughs> well, it almost feels like that WTV guy talking about Absolution 12. <laughs> Dude, right? That That is still the uncanniest fucking thing in the world that's happened to me wrestling-wise. It's like, here, guys, let's talk about this show that we sat next to each other and didn't even realize. Like, what? Well, that's like uh, Unforgiven 2008 I was at. I there's a screenshot that I've I think I pulled from YouTube and clearly you can see me and Adam Laporta and this is long hair era Adam Laporta. Oh my god, that's amazing. And we we were 
fairly close to each other. Also in the pictures is, uh, or in the screenshot, Brock Lesnar guy before he was Brock Lesnar guy. Before he was Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking great, dude. Were you at the WrestleCon Super Show? Um, so I, I don't remember. Like, I know we did a bunch of stuff. We did, uh, the ROH thing. Which I, I think that I was there I think for that. that might be the one that we went to instead because I I don't remember seeing wrestling at WrestleCon. I just remember walking around and Stacy getting his picture taken with Rich Swan and uh, seeing very pregnant Rebby Hardy run around that place. Well, it wasn't at the actual WrestleCon venue. There was like another place at that that it was at, but you would have remembered the WrestleCon Super Show, like. That was one of my favorite shows of uh, that weekend. But with with that, the way, way I mentioned it is because like I was at that show, at Bats was at that show. Um, Kim, my, Kevin Watson was with me. Like we went to like almost every show together. Got you. Like we were both at Ring of Honor. I don't remember what the WrestleCon Super Show ran against because I know ROH ran against NXT. Was it Spring Break? No, Spring Break was the night before that. Because I, that was one of the few shows that Watson went to that I didn't, because I was I was up too many hours and I didn't buy a ticket and I was just like I'm like I need to go to bed I'm like exhausted and um because I think he was gonna like watch it from the hotel room and he was having trouble streaming and he's like screw it I'm just gonna go I was like that's fine because I think there might have been an evolve show around that time too but I think he went to both of those and then he went to pancakes and power drivers that I didn't go to. Because instead, I went to WrestleCon for a little bit, and then I got on the bus to go to ROH early, so I can do the like fan fest thing. I gotcha. Yeah, that fan fest thing was a fucking nightmare. I remember that much. Lines out the wazoo, people not knowing where to go, where to stand. It it was so weird. the The second block was the worst because that's when it had the Young Bucks, Cody. And the Hardy yeah. Boys, and like those were like the longest lines out of all of them. The first block, went, which had like all those other people from the second block doing like an in-ring interview type thing, like the lines for everybody were like super short. Like I, I yeah. see, technically didn't meet him, but I seen Adam Cole again, and like we talked about how they like you know he remembered me from the day before. I had a good conversation with Cheeseburger, had a good conversation with Jay Lethal, had a good conversation with Dalton Castle. And then that second block happened, and the shortest line I got into was the Grills of Destiny. And that's because I had realized, like, everybody was waiting on these other lines, and I, I looked down to them, because they, they were on my list of people I wanted to meet, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, they have no line. So I went and met them. I met them and uh, Christopher Daniels, because they, they I had you. nothing. Yeah, when we got there, like, I remember very faintly, uh, Hangman had absolutely nobody in his line. Uh he was pretty much an afterthought at this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, the Q&A thing was happening. Like, we went and saw that, and then we tried doing the second round of uh, meet-and-greets because we had a ticket for Don't Laugh Cody and uh, <laughs> the Hardy Boys. Um, we met the Hardys, like, three different times that weekend. Picture-in-picture, mm-hmm. picture, Inception bullshit. It's the coolest thing in the world. I fucking love that part of it. But, like, I just remember nobody... Like going to see Hangman or give him love, I'm like, oh, and now look at him. Like everybody wanted me to Hangman. The, there was one person I missed out for autographs because he had 
uh, opening match, and he was supposed to be in the, he was in the second block, but I think he cut early. Uh, he has since been canceled, so like I don't regret it as much. Uh, I kind of regretted it in the moment. But going back to fucking Adam Page, like literally when he when he joined the Bullet Club, everybody was like, "Who?" Exactly. Like literally nobody cared, even to the fact of there were people out there that thought Ethan Page had joined the Bullet Club <laughs> because that's almost more believable then. <laughs> Because I had a joke with him after that, like every time I'd see him, I would try to two sweet him, and like normally he would be he would not do it at all. I almost caught him one day, like I I I put it up and he went to do it. Then he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it was great, but that's fucking great. So uh, a tangent. Yeah, of course, because I don't ever know how to not go off on a tangent. It's a- we need a moderator of sorts for you and I. It's it's a I'm guessing it's a household thing. Hey, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> I can't help it. So I'm yeah. Italian. I talk a lot, and I also talk with my hands. I've been doing it the whole time. Uh, thoughts on uh nine to five and members only, which consist of Malcolm Cambridge and Calvin G. Lewis. Malcolm and Calvin are are great. Um. Lewis and Jack, I, I know why they're there. I know what they're there to do. Um, I can't get into it, but they had a vet versus upcomer match and it was pretty good. I will give the boys credit. Uh, they really went out there, showed their ass a little bit and it, it was, it was good for like a, for an Odeon debut, you know, like I can't even call it like their real debut because they already have their real kind of real debut. Um, but yeah, I, I, for as much as I don't like nine to five, I enjoyed the match and I thought it was really good. And if they can like do that for other people, cool beans. But like, I, I cannot wait to see what members only brings to the table. These boys have been in training for a grip and they're, they're hungry. They're ready. They want to wrestle. So I, I want to see them fucking wrestle in the future. And if we can get good matches like what we got, that would be cool. I dig it. Man, I can't wait for the first members only uh, four way tag team match. Why you say that? Because I think it'll be fun. Like, like imagine. Oh, I like, thought you had opponents in mind. Or oh something. no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking like because I love a good four way match. I love a good scramble, and I love a good four way tag match. Like whatever you know, match it may be because it's a lot of just constant insanity. So take those two and fill in the rest with. Just three other tag teams in AIW. Like one, for example, which I don't know if we'll see, but man, mem- just imagine members only versus bulking season. Ooh, interesting. We've already said, uh, you know, versus Bitcoin boys. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to go the route of like 40 acres, but God, I, I know there's potentially we could see members only versus the production. That, that would be good. Just. A lot of possibilities. I know I'm leaving out tag teams. Uh, we could see more from the Von Englands. Yeah, there's quite a few that could definitely give these two a run. Um, but I'm excited to see what the future holds for these guys, 100%. I've, I've been waiting for them to debut, and they have not disappointed thus far. Malcolm's a funny motherfucker, and... I think he would also be good in a comedy match. Yeah, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, he's really funny. Fucking flicking me off for not remembering his name. 
that 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 burn on Mikey will forever live in my memory, and that is what solidified it for me for Malcolm. Like that was the funniest shit I had heard in I don't know how long. Well, unfortunately for members only and Malcolm, it was uh, Jack Verville making uh, Malcolm tap, giving the wind to nine to five. One day. Members only will get the dub, and we will be there to cheer for them. Let's move on to the next match. Anthony Green versus Lee Moriarty, and a Lee chant started even before his music hit. Because Lee is amazing. And last week's episode was recorded, I believe, on a Monday night, if I remember correctly. I think so, because I... uh... I got home and you guys were recording. Yeah. And by Wednesday evening, <laughs> around 48 hours later, probably less than technically, Lee Moriarty bl- was signed to AEW and Stacy hinted that that might happen. Not necessarily this week. I understood where he was coming from in the moment. He was basically saying, you know, Lee's been getting TV time lately. He's really made a bigger name for himself. Don't be surprised if he signed really soon. So he was saying, you know, you're going to want to see him sooner rather than later because there might not be an opportunity later. Stacy's like Nostradamus, man. Fucking <laughs> everything. I mean, he, he did tweet out. He was like, when when I said it on Cheers, I, I wasn't expecting it this soon. Yep. But none of us were, honestly. No. Maybe, like, in a month, but not, like, 48 hours. Well, here's the funny thing, too. Uh, I tweeted out last Sunday night, after All Out, uh, hey, at Tony Khan, you yep. should sign Lee Moriarty next. Just saying. Yep. Fucking. I remember that tweet. I liked that tweet, and then I was like, fucking Summers, too, damn it. <laughs> yeah, fuck, like. That was the next signing. Oh, like I, and I purposely didn't tag Lee in it. Um, right. I, I know Lee would have eventually seen it because he does follow me, but I was like, no, that like, isn't about like, hey, tagging him. It was more or less tagging fucking Tony Khan than more than anything. Right. But uh, I, I know when I, I heard the news, I got really excited. Um, something that I preach when it comes to getting people into independent wrestling and, you know, Thorne kind of talks about this, about this process of, you know, watching people come up from nothing and, you know, being an independent wrestling fan, it's not going to happen for every wrestler you see. But when you get those moments and, you know, a guy like Lee, who I watched in Turner's Hall for a different company, and I know I had seen him, you know, wrestle in the area, maybe not directly, but, you know, see him popping up at IWC, popping up at Rise and... Uh, Quaker by you guys like I knew there was something in his stock the moment that I kind of circled him in my mind because it showed me the kind of wrestler he was was when he was the only non-AIW wrestler to sign up for the Ultimo Dragon seminar and I was like this right. this kid wants it Yep. and then that led into you know him doing the new talent initiative and he was one of two people that got a crazy reaction. Oddly enough, the other one was Wardlow. 
and just to like watch this climb from him and then like when he was announced for gcw for the first time and then when you know it was announced that he was going to be doing something with impact which sadly enough wasn't on like actual impact programming it was on like some of their secondary stuff that they have and i think Mm -hmm. it it might just be on youtube or something but the the bottom line was just like watching this climb and when when he reaches reached the point of getting signed by aew it just it's something to celebrate and like his climb's not done he's not somebody like you know eddie kingston when he gets into when he got into aew i was like i'm expecting a lot of things from towards the top of the card with this guy which granted like eddie kingston maybe not necessarily the biggest player there but you know to main event like he has to get title shots like he has means a lot i don't think we're going to see that from lee off the rip but i think he's a dude that's going to climb he's gonna like earn a spot with that crowd mm-hmm. and on the and on a on a dynamite episode oh 100 100 percent uh i remember watching lee like you mentioned from being down this way uh at qcw like the first time i saw him there i was like bro who is this like i dig it and then i would go to more qcw shows and i would see him there and then like i figured out he was a pittsburgh wrestler so i like would look into stuff on the internet and blah 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 and i'll never forget the day that i watched lee i'm I'm pretty sure he was on this show it was a qcw show inside of harley davidson down here in austin town for free like what like that was almost two years ago to see the climb that he's had and to see where he's going and to know that his ceiling is not like he literally has no cap he is going to keep going and he is going to keep progressing and he's going to keep making himself better. And whether that's at AEW, if he goes through the forbidden door and ends up at new Japan, X, Y, and Z, whatever, whatever, like Lee is out here to prove himself. And it doesn't matter if it's a free show at QCW or if you're paying money at AIW or if you're paying money at AEW, Lee's going to give you a hell of a match. And the match that he had with AG was pretty fucking good. And at least we can say we've seen the only match of Lee Mitchell. Yeah, Lee Mitchell. Man, I'm glad we got that one while we did. Lee Mitchell, Mitchell and Felino Blanco. Ooh, them boys can go. Yeah, you got to see a lot of, uh, or at least two one-off appearances in old wrestling. We have uh, Lee Mitchell and uh, uh, Sandy Bunker. Who was Sandy? MJF. Oh, that's right. I for or no. Did I get to see him? Was that the weird outdoor one, or was that a barn? He was at a barn, right? Mm-mm. That was one of the, the fair shows. Okay, so Stacy got to see him. I did not. Okay. Him and Trevor went to that show. Okay. I just assumed yeah, cause Stacey he hung went, out he with them afterwards in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well non-kayfabe there, but... Still. Um, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we got to see Lee Mitchell, and I know we haven't gotten any really into the match yet, but another thing is... Uh, like I said, there was the chant before he came out, and then once he was in the ring, there was a "You deserved it" chant. And towards the end, part of the crowd, but like ne- not nearly enough, was trying to chant "You fucking earned it." Yeah, that actually that was a chant that Stacy was saying during the "You deserve it" one because I I also don't like when people say that they deserve it unless like. Granted, I know he's been busting his ass, and I know that he's been doing it, but he literally has earned his spot. He has earned his way into AEW. Like, 
he has proven the work. He has done whatever he needs to. And he's only, like I said, he's only going to get better, but like he, he earned that spot. Mm-hmm. The deserve it thing kind of gets to me, but <laughs> yeah, no, he earned the shit out of that spot and he's just going to keep getting better. I kind of felt bad for AG though, because that was his first time. There's like a wrestler and not a ref. Yep. And we were just all like, Lee, Lee, Lee. And of course, the one disrespectful comment from the crowd that we're not going to get into. But yeah, like I, I just kind of felt bad for AD. It's like, oh man, if you would have been wrestling anybody else, <laughs> you would have been so much more like, I, what am I trying to say here? He would have been well recepted. I think uh, that's what I want to say. I was going to yeah. say more appreciated. Yeah, there, there you go. A little more appreciated. And I, I feel bad. Like, so with Anthony Green, if you're listening, John Thorne, if you're listening, come back. Have him, have him back, John. We, we would love to have AG back, especially so Jake can hang out with him because, you know, they're friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I talk with Anthony Green a little bit after the show. I uh, busted his balls about something. I said, if I was, <laughs> I was going to heckle you, and this is not going to make sense to barely anybody, but I said, if I was going to heckle you, I was going to. I would have made fun of you for sending something to Smart Mark Sterling and then getting blown away. And uh, just a long story short on that is uh, Smart Mark Sterling bought a WWE retro figure off of Anthony Green. It was the Roman Reigns one, which is worth roughly $100. And the story goes that when he when he did send it to him, uh, like it might have been like left on his front porch or something, but because those packages are so light... Uh, it got, it blew away and it, oh my did, God. it did wind up in a field. Oh my God. Uh, and like when I was talking with him, cause like I, it's been so long cause it's up from the major wrestling figure podcast. I've heard the story and like, that's been so long that it's kind of like warped in my brain. Like I know the basics, but I was just like, what, like I forgot what figure it was and he explained it to me and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause those things are so light and everything. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, it wasn't me that sent it. It was, but it wasn't. He's like my, I think it was his girlfriend sent it and didn't use the right packaging so it, it did blow away but like that was like a fun like conversation i had, had with him after the show he is someone that i know he was like a, a decent name in independent wrestling before he got signed and i was really happy for him when he got signed but now that he's back god i, I would love to see him you know come to w more like even before then i wanted to see him come but obviously you can't get everybody that you want to come to AIW. Sometimes you're going to have to go outwards and all this kind of stuff. But now that, you know, he kind of has an in, like, I would love to see him come back. And yeah, I, that would be great, for sure. And I was at his show that he was referee at. But the thing is, I'm a firm believer that you're not supposed to really recognize a lot of referees. And that was also, like, that the beginning of me coming to AIW. That was literally their first Turner's Hall show. Oh, okay. So, so I was so new that, like... I didn't like to me. He just could have been a regular ref. Like I didn't recognize a lot of him. That was even before uh, Tom Dunn came back. Got you. So there was only like two refs that I knew. One of them, being Clemens. Right. Good old Lemons. But I thought uh, I thought I did think this was a very fun match. Lee has the the same standard of match that he always has, and um, I would love to see Anthony Green again. Big same. I thought the match was really good. Um, even though we were slightly distracted because of what happened at the beginning and just in general about Lee potentially not coming back. But yeah, I, I thought those two had a great match and I would for sure, 100% love to see AG back. Definitely. 
and uh, I got my pick wrong, but I got my scenario right of the fact of Lee won. He made a G tap. So my uh, idea of picking against Lee worked. I know after the match, not like directly, but uh, I think at intermission, I went to go see Lee. I had to get a hug from him, tell him how proud I was of him. And uh, for the only time ever, I admitted something to him that I'm actually not going to repeat here. So he got to hear me say something that I've never told him. It's not, it's nothing huge, but there, there's that one thing that he calls himself that's not necessarily true. And I just agreed with him. That's all I'll say. I was going to say, you're going to tell me after the podcast. So I mean, I'm going to make you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh, move on to the next match. Kaplan versus Rhino. And can we just talk about fucking Rhino throwing in? <laughs> The uh, the AIW chairs into the ring, and crew going like, no, like, can't use those. Got to use. Dude, Cat was gonna have a fucking coronary. Like, <laughs> she was like, no, stop using. <laughs> but no, I totally get it. I I don't want to get in, or I would not want to get in trouble by the Odeon for something like that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, use a metal chair, bro. That's what it's there for. <laughs> I mean, at least of all people, if it, if it was someone, it was it was Rhino who, you know, isn't necessarily your average independent wrestler. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to say that he's never not been to AIW, but like you've never been to AIW in that situation to where you don't know to not use the chairs. So I mean, you're just gonna go grabbing shit like you're used to. I mean, he's he has been to AIW. I've seen him in AIW. But okay, I I haven't and I haven't like actually looked back that far into shit, so I, I wasn't sure. I'm trying to remember his last booking in AIW. It's one of those I th- I want to say he was a last minute replacement for somebody because that's a you know a common thing of him or you know people dropping out and then you know having to replace place him uh, with somebody. Right. Let me see if I go to cage match. What's the of course, this is a guy who obviously has like years worth of bookings and worked at a lot <laughs> right, of companies. Well, at least he had two years where he was just in WWE, so those are easy to go by. Yeah, I want to say the last time he was in AIW was. Oh, I thought he was at. I remember him being at Turner's Hall, but I don't know if he wrestled. Like, I know he was there just like hanging out. I gotcha. But when I pull up his cage match, the last AIW thing I see is Hell on Earth 10. Which uh, I think oh. he, he was a last minute replacement. Um, it was a eight man tag match. Bobby Beverly, Cheech, Colin Delaney, and Dick Justice. They defeated the Iron Curtain, which was Boone, Iron, Jerry, which I think at that point uh, he wasn't really going under Jerry. We were just calling him uh, his mega name and uh, Rhino. And I think, like I said, I think Rhino was like a replacement for somebody. Yeah, that wasn't a show I was at. I would have never in a bajillion years would have guessed any of the names that you just said. Yeah, I don't, yeah that that's crazy. Because last time I did remember seeing him in AIW, Wrestle was Turner's Hall. But I do know he was at the very first Our Lady of Mount Carmel show because I have a picture with Chris Sabin and Rhino is photobombing us. <laughs> that's funny. 
And I guess that's something he likes doing because he told me to like message him on Facebook with it because he, he loves doing that type of shit. But yeah, the, yeah, he's been in AIW, but it's so rare. But with him being somebody who's fairly close. Right. But yeah, fucking Kaplan, Rhino, absolute hardcore match. They brought everything out. They brought the doors. They brought chairs. They brought cookie sheets. They brought Gatorade. <laughs> they brought Gatorade. Of all things to throw. Like, eh, throwing water, fine. But like, literally, yeah. I like, I don't want to say flinch, but I was just kind of like, oh, like shit. Like, I don't want to get Gatorade on me because I just don't want to be sticky. Well, not only that. So, like, I don't even know where it fucking came from. But, like, I look up and he's got a bottle of Gatorade in his fucking hand wanting to launch it to somebody behind me feel bad because Brock's dude Kurt got like the brunt of the Gatorade like it was crazy but like you had a yellow shirt on I was wearing black and white and Stacy had black on after he launches I look up and there are these two big like wet marks on Stacy's back I look down on my skirt I've got a little bit on my skirt I've got some on my leg and I'm like motherfucker like I do not want to come here and get doused in Gatorade like it's not what we do here. If you do throw anything, please throw water so it's not sticky and it doesn't stain. Fruit Punch Gatorade is the worst fucking Gatorade in the entire world to try to get out of your fucking clothes. Like, stains so much. But yeah, so yeah, he launches that in the crowd because somebody was being an ass, I guess, and he didn't like it. And, you know, wrestling fans, right? So... What is it with people from Michigan throwing flavored beverages the into the crowd? Thing, honestly, because I almost made an ICP reference when I was talking about that. And yeah, it's just y'all pick the stickiest and most stainful things in the world to throw at people and or in your crowds. <laughs> ICP is smart enough now. I don't know if they did this back in the day, but now they only use Diet Pop for that. Ugh, that's even grosser because if it would get in my mouth, it would taste horrible. But it's not as sticky. I don't understand that. Like, what? I I always thought fake sugar would be worse, but I don't know. Me either. I'm no rocket scientist. I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> so let's get back into the matches and stop going off on tangents, so these poor bastards can listen to this in the decent amount of time. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm a very chatty Kathy. Y'all should know this by now. I've been on how many episodes? I have no idea. <laughs> like three or four at this point. No, you've been on more than that. TBH, I don't think I have, Justin. I don't uh, know. I would have to go through archives. I mean, you got to realize you've been doing this for years. You, like, I, I still think it's no more than five. No, you've done more than five. This year, you've and done this, this year, you've done three. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I can only recall, like, two other ones before that, though. I don't know. No, I've, I've definitely done more than five. No more than ten. Okay, ten's a little a little bit more realistic. Yeah, no more than ten. But still, I, I talk a lot, and I'm sorry. But no, when you think about it, you, I mean, you've been doing this since 2018? Yeah, I want to say 18. I, yeah, because I think that's when I started the other one, and then I shifted to this one. Oh, I think it was right around fall time, too. Am I having an anniversary episode? <laughs> I think so. I had to look it up, but I want to say it was like sometime in the fall, because I was actually trying to get you on for a while, but it came down to like just timing and everything. Right. Yeah, because you were on 
around the time that I went to Revenge. I went to a Revenge show in September and watched Puff dance mm-hmm. to September. That was the show. Yep. So it's been it's been a minute. Wow. Yes, yeah, so you've done you've definitely done more than five episodes in about three years. Yeah, I was being a dick, I guess. <laughs> and that's not counting because I know you did the year end and pre year preview show, and that's that was technically two episodes, one recording day, but two episodes. That's true. Yeah, Kathleen and Rhino just insanity. Uh, oh yeah, we were talking about that match. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was the Kaplan. He fucking has really been putting himself out there this year, and has been killing it. When we do the year review, it's going to be interesting to hear everybody's pick for AIW Wrestler of the Year because, you know, like, you could say Kaplan, you could say Derek, you could say. You know, Bishop. And I mean, yeah. we're not even to the end of the year, but I mean, there's a lot of contenders already and all of them have, have a, you know, a shot. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. There's no denying that this year's year end episode is going to have some crazy fucking people on it. Um, anything else to add about Kaplan and Rhino? Um, I want more Kaplan. Have Kaplan wrestle everybody. Um, Kaplan is amazing, and he has been really putting the work in as well this year. Uh, he took some time off and had been doing like non baby stuff, and you know it's good to see him back. He's lost some weight. He's looking good. He obviously is as much as we know feeling good. Um, but yeah, Cuban grandfather, he um he's just been really showing himself this year, and whether it's rhino or him getting hit by a u-haul like he's really he's really doing some shit so like everybody better be on the lookout for kaplan and rhino he definitely got his warning before the show and kaplan definitely got that dub yep uh kaplan pin rhino for the win let's uh move on to the next match well technically we went to intermission but we came back with to infinity and beyond versus 40 acres and uh pretty boy smooth had some help with his chapstick i was so nervous <laughs> i was so nervous like i'm such a goob like i i'm such a goober like i was but i was totally nervous and even when you guys watch this shit back tell me how nervous i looked please because i i just know <laughs> My hand was shaking. My face was flushed. Cat made a joke afterwards, which is a little embarrassing if anybody heard it, but it was funny to me. Um, but still, yeah, I, I, I put the chapstick on PB and I, I'm one of those dorks. I kept the chapstick. <laughs> At least you got to be a part of the show. Yeah. And not like other people. I was actually supposed to be a part of it because, <laughs> you know, people try to make it about themselves sometimes and yeah <laughs> you know what i forgot to mention earlier during the uh, members only match what's that the joke that i told to you and charlie was uh the, the tag team i want to see is um levi and manders call em, <laughs> yeah call them farmers only and anytime i hear that i hear the dot com after it but yeah that that's still i i like that one a lot if not Manders, like no matter what, Levi has to be in it. 
has to be Levi and somebody else call it and call, say farmers only. For sure. Maybe that'll be the him and Danny Doring tag team name that Stacy wants so badly. If we, I mean, if we could get Roadkill as it, I think those two would be funny as also farmers only. Oh, for sure. But yeah, um, I did love this match. I love com- coming back from intermission with this. You got the tag team that to infinity and beyond just are in AIW, but 40 acres are making a name for themselves, especially with Jocelyn. Jocelyn, Jocelyn is a murderer. She could, she could (laughs) just go in there and kill motherfuckers and not care. And that's one thing I do love about her. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true, accurate shit right there. Like watching the difference in a year. Because, like, that first indie show was damn near a year to the day. Um, But, like, seeing the progress that this version of 40 Acres has made, gaining people, losing people, what have you, um, PB and Jocelyn is a hell of a combo. Mm -hmm. With his size and her badassery, like, it's, it's just a match made in heaven with those two. I fucking love it. And the way that she... She ain't afraid of no man. She is gonna come in that ring and fuck you up, and that's what I love about her. She ain't. She's she's not scared, and she will come in and destroy your world. And she was trying to do that with uh, Two Infinity and Beyond, man. You know the match I want to see in AIW, but at the same time I don't. Uh, what? Jocelyn versus the Brazilian Giant. Brazilian Giant. Was it? Wasn't it Brazilian Giant? The uh, remember the dude from the pre-show? The giant. Oh the- <laughs> yeah, that one guy. Yeah. I think I think Jocelyn fuck him up. The Brazilian giant that wasn't actually Brazilian or a giant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jocelyn would destroy his ass. It'd be so great. It would be a slap fest bitch fight for sure. Like she she would fuck she would fuck him up. Hundo percento. Because what I was thinking of is. I don't think there's really anybody in AIW that Jocelyn's scared of. No. So no, she- and why Why would she be? Like, she, she ain't afraid of you. She gonna come in there and mess your world up. Oops. Sorry for all this. So, yeah, so she just, she gives no fucks about To Infinity and Beyond. Got in there as, as much as she could. Well, same, same with PB, but... 40 yeah, Acres TV. matches are high on my list on AAW shows now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, those two have definitely, over time, have gotten Im- impressively better. And PB, like, I'm, I'm scared PB. Like, that big-ass leg come down on you. Whew, hurt. So, yeah, uh, those two are just... It, it was a good match for what... I wanted. Um, I didn't know what to expect going into it because we, I don't want to say we don't get a lot of intergenders, but like we don't get too many where it's a double boy tag team. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the girl. So it, I was interested to see how it was going to pan out and it, it was what I wanted and more. Um, I, I love those two. I also love Colin and Cheech. They're calling in cheats. Let other people shine. Your vets get out of here. Uh, but see, watching them two both over the years, Joss at Mega, and then coming over here, and then watching PB pretty much the entire time that he has been at AIW, um, 
I, I love that they're both making progress and I love that they're both getting out there. And I love that they have opportunities like wrestling to infinity, to infinity and beyond. And I'm very excited to see where it does go from here. Um, whether it's singles matches for PB and Joss or tag team as 40 acres. But yeah, the match that they had was great. Eight out of 10. I don't do fire emojis, but yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed myself. It was definitely a good match to come back to after intermission. Jocelyn should go down to Orlando and uh, fight somebody and bring back a title. Dude. <laughs> no, uh, we'll get to a tweet later in the show yeah, that yeah. references that, though. It was Colin pinning Jocelyn to pick up the victory for to Infinity and Beyond. Sad. I want a Jocelyn. Big same, big same. <laughs> Let's move on to the next match. <laughs> and this is the uh, no pressure match. Chase Oliver no versus Gringo Loco versus M Dog Macross versus a entrance musicless Alex Zane. Do you know how sad slash pissed off I was that they could not get downfall? of us all to work it's like one of my favorite day to remember songs i thought i was gonna get to hear one at the show since i don't get to hear mr highway anymore because eric isn't a wrestler but like all i wanted to hear was some and i didn't get no because nobody thought to stick their phone next to a microphone to make a song happen except for me who was screaming it from the audience saying here use my phone i have that song on apple music here you go Everybody ignored me, and I was big sad. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. See, tangents, man, tangents. Yeah, um, this match might be one of my favorite matches of the night. Without yes. uh, going back and rewatching it, the thing that I I love about stuff like this, it's just a lot of things, one right after the other. Everybody gets their own little shine in. Um, this was like a great time for like Chase Oliver to shine. This was a great time for Gringo Loco to be back in AIW. I know he was someone that I had a nice conversation with after the show and how, you know, we talked about it last week on the preview that he hasn't been to the Odeon. And, you know, we've been, granted, we've been to the Odeon for two years, but then, you know, pandemic and everything, but still as a regular that he was prior, you would figure he would have been around a little bit more, or at least have one, you know, jail it at the Odeon. But Something. yeah. Yeah. And then of course, M dog, um, just being a Cleveland vet, something that we haven't talked about here on this review that we did have a lot of newer fans in AIW. And that's definitely not a knock, but <clears throat> as some seasoned fans, we can tell by what other fans are saying if they've been around before. Like, for example, someone not too far from us just called M Dog White Pants. And it's like, all right, if you don't know who M Dog is, you obviously just, this has to be your first show. Or you just don't know who M Dog is. Either way, I understand. Earlier comments from said person, if not the person next to him. Why isn't this ref counting them out? Like, what's going on here? Why is he so bad? You heard that shit too. Like, yeah. like guys, come on, like, do coach a break. But wasn't like, it? Wasn't it the fucking? Tom. Wasn't it like the Rhino Kaplan match too? It's like, come on, like, 
It was or or filthy and mean. It was supposed, to, yeah. It was supposed to be outside because you goddamn expect them to be outside. Yeah. Like, and then there's us, and it's like they're doing their job right. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We didn't actually say that to them, but like Justin and I are thinking this, of course. There was other dumb and things. And also that- being surrounded by racists. I don't know if you caught that, but that's a different story for a different day as well. I wasn't going to delve into it, but yes, there was some things. I wouldn't, well, it's not that they said anything racist, but when they're explaining a story and literally a words were other people said that they were a racist, but they weren't. I, I got like, demoted for being a racist is essentially what the one fella said. Yeah. And then Stacy almost beat the other guy up for being another racist. So there, there was a bunch of them surrounded by us. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. But like I said, different story for a different time. And then, of course, too, going back to like the participants in the match, Alex Zane in there, it's just, if there's matches to go back and rewatch from this show, I have this high on my list. I don't know if it's number one, just because I haven't like sat down and made this list, but this is one that I do want to revisit. Um, what were your thoughts on this match? So this match was exactly what I wanted. I wanted flippy shit. I wanted crazy shit. I got it. Um, it was fucking amazing to see uh, Gringo Loco back. Also amazing to hear Mr. Miyagi and me get to do my dance. Um, it was great to see Matt back. I've never, I don't believe I've ever seen Alex Zane wrestle in person, whether it be at AIW or another promotion, because, you know, we travel. Um, and then there's Chase. I fucking love Chase. Chase has been one of my favorite students for years now. And getting to see him in action with a vet and Matt, um, a newer up and coming guy in Alex and another vet in Gringo, like getting to see him do what he did and just watching that whole match in general, like you said, it's something that's definitely on my watch back list as well. Because from my angle, I can only see so much stuff. I want to see every, like, what actually happened. Because I feel like I missed out. Like, I can't see a lot of stuff from where I sit. So, I, I don't know. But, like, it from where I sat and my perspective and getting to see all four of those guys just go in that ring and outside and kill it. Like, I, I was so happy for Chase in that moment to not only uh, secure the dub, but to be in the ring with three guys of that stature, like he went in there, he proved himself and he killed it and he no pressure or anything, but you know, Chase, Chase is one of the kids that unfortunately being injury ridden and whatnot has had his opportunities taken away from him, I'm sure. And it sucks. And getting to see him do anything now, back stronger than ever and it's it's just so great and he has been going out there and putting on a hell of a match every time and that's something that we love like him flipping off the posts and just do it oh my gosh just love him um more crazy shit from these kids in the future for sure um i would love to see alex zane back i would also love to see gringo and matt back um having both of those guys there for the first time in ages. Was that Matt's first uh, Odeon show too? No, he was at uh, Keep Your Head Ringing. He was at the, wow. the very first one because uh, that's right. Because remember he was supposed to be in a 
if I'm correct, it was supposed to be euthanasia versus the Lucha Brothers. That's right. That's right. Okay, so that was the first and last time I was there. <laughs> so it it was good having those guys there, and we would love to have them back, especially wherever AIW is. It doesn't matter if it's the OD and Akron, wherever. We'd love to have those guys back. And hell, even if we were able to get another rematch in that way, like, or a tag team, you know what I mean? Like, having those four guys in the ring again would be fucking fantastic. Like, they all have something to offer, and they all are just great. Brain fart. I didn't realize that uh, Alex Zane was 34. Holy crap, he's my age? Our age? I'm look his his I gotta double check with him, but his cage match baffles me, and I I, I I'm wondering if they have him. There's like somebody that they have listed as him that isn't him, or they just randomly give him extra matches like they did. Who was it that they said his first match was like in Puerto Rico or another country or some shit like that, and it wasn't. Yeah, because this says that his first match on. Cage match was actually on my birthday on 2007, so March 31st, 2007, for a company called AWA, and uh, his, just his name was Zane. Now, the only reason why I question that uh, is because there's literally a almost six-year gap from his next matches. Hmm. Like, there's literally one match in 2007, there's that, and then he has a bunch of matches in 2000. 13. Yeah, that sounds like a fuck up on Cage Mass's part. Uh, this one could be right because it does have him down as Alex Zane. And there's a lot of people that I, I recognize in some of these matches. Uh, one has Shane Mercer in it. Another one has Team Money in it. Another one oh. has Carrie Awful and Mickey Knuckles in it. So. I miss Team Money. Let's double check that if that is the. Actual team money. Yep. Make sure there's not somebody else. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> same team money. More than one team money. That crazy. So yeah, and hell, even after his 2013 matches, he doesn't appear again on anything until 2016. But also, he could work for companies that aren't on the cage match radar. So that kind that's of true. could make sense. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I like I said before, I, I love this match. And I want to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Me too, bud. Be good. 10 out of 10. And I'm going to use fire emojis for this one. But fire sauce emojis. <laughs> Actually picking up... Uh, I forgot that's the other... that Before the show, I did get a picture with Alex Zane because it's one thing that I thought was really cool. Uh, earlier in the week, he did post a picture of like a lot of his shirts. And like he brought a suitcase just filled and I, I I saw the picture of them and I had to ask I'm like what well, do you have three X and he's like I do so I was like okay cool so I got me a body by Taco Bell shirt hate you I'm sad I I'm so poor right now I couldn't afford to buy anything frivolous of this show because I definitely wanted an Alex Zane shirt because I love Taco Bell you didn't just hear me say that but I love Taco Bell and I've personally ordered shirts from the Taco Bell website. Um, I have a Taco Bell shirt sitting upstairs right now. 
And I was like, oh, I want an Alan Zane shirt to go with it. And I checked my bank account. And I was like, ooh, no, I do not. <laughs> the Taco Bell move to do, which I know you do, but I do it on two different things. Add potatoes to a crunch wrap and add potatoes mm-hmm. to a quesadilla. I've never done either one of those. That sounds interesting. Oh, they're it is amazing. Yeah, my go-to currently is um, that My Cravings box that you order in the app, and I do the black bean crunch wrap. I think the first time that's I'm, my shit. The first time I did potatoes, I might have did a black bean crunch wrap because I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like I think that would be like a really good taste. And like Taco oh, Bell slaps so hard. Taco Bell's potatoes are so good because mm-hmm. like a lot of people kind of like shit on the the fries, but it's like, do you realize the fries are like the same thing? as the cheesy fiesta potatoes and those are really good see but i i'm a lover of the potato but not a lover of the fry i didn't i did not like the fry maybe because they were soggy and like yes i get that the potatoes also can be soggy because they're covered in fucking cheese and sour cream but i don't know i just maybe it's weirder because of the fry and you expect it to be crunchy i don't know yeah i don't know but Taco Bell's delicious. Alex Zane's a good wrestler. Buy his merch. Buy all their merches. Spend all your money on all these wrestlers because they are fantastic. Well, there was Chase Oliver getting the pin over Alex Zane. So that's a uh, that's two really big wins back to back for Chase Oliver. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's building up his resume since coming back. As Butters would say, he's on a tear. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's move on to the next match. Dun, 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 dun. Derek Dillinger versus Matthew Justice. Cool boy. For my first time ever, I got to participate in the catch Matt Justice group. And I, I for one, would like to say shout out to you and Butters for catching Matt this time because two weeks ago at the last show. I participated in said catch and Matt need me in my eye and I was not too happy about it. Um, so I did not want to do it this time. <laughs> I moved out of the way. Yeah. I, I quite literally had Stacy's back for this one. <laughs> Cause I was like, right behind I'm him. so glad. So glad. Thank you. I, I worry about him not catching him right. And then them both falling and just it all being bad. Yeah. We, we, we were all there. And I even think uh, Pat jumped in there too. Yeah. It's it's a good thing. It's always a fun time. But last just the last time the way Matt landed just completely destroyed my eyeball. Thank God I didn't have a black eye like Derek ends up with. But we also had Ziggy come out with a, a little Chihuahua feisty ass. <laughs> come out with a little tribute to Daphne on a shirt. I thought like I couldn't see what it said at first because I didn't have my glasses. Or did I? I'm just blind, regardless. I couldn't see what it said. And then she got closer and I saw it scream. I was like, aw. She had her daft shirt on and her Hannah pants on. So we did get a nice uh, back and forth throughout the match between Bill Alfonso and Ziggy. We did. I think to say about Ziggy, like you mentioned and we've talked about before, like she's a chihuahua. She is a fearless chihuahua. Incredibly fearless. She, she fucking... Matt was bleeding, and she took Matt's blood and wiped it on her face. I don't think I that was Derek's blood. Yeah, I, th- I was about I to say I think from where I was sitting, I think it was Derek's blood because at first I thought 
it was Matt's blood, but the way it was, it looked like it was just smeared on him. And, okay. ma- and I think going, cause like at this point, Derek obviously was bleeding. Um, of course. He was the first, like to, he was the first to bleed. And I think, it, uh, Derek's face was right around Matt's chest prior to that. So Ziggy, yeah. Ziggy seen it. She just wipes it off and then wipes it on herself. Dude, like fucking war paint. And I, I saw that shit. I was like, this bitch, she is insane. I love her. Like, Ziggy is absolutely a gem with Derek. Like, her craziness and him being a fucking psychopath now. Like, I, oh, I just love every moment of the production. What I, what I need is a big Zig diesel parody shirt. And I would buy that shit. Hey, man, tweet at her. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. You never know, because I would probably buy one of those, because I bought one of her her yellow t-shirts that she had out, Mm -hmm. and that bitch is so comfortable. I would buy all of the shirts if they felt like that. Yeah, I'm going to have to tweet that out. Yeah, like finally get Mike to design or something, boy boy design, hook her up. (laughs) But... Yeah, those two, which is her ferocity. Is, is that a word? I've, I've, it feels right. Um, <laughs> ferociousness. That's what I wanted to say. With her ferociousness, <laughs> she's also another one like Jocelyn where she don't give a fuck who you are. Ziggy has wrestled Josh Bishop before. She don't give a fuck who you are. She's going to get in that ring and try to destroy your ass. Inside the ring, outside the ring, Bill Alfonso, Matthew Justice, does not matter. She's going to try to do something. And I, that's what I love about her. Like, I love that she just has that no fucks attitude and goes in and does the shit. She will let Derek throw her at people, over the rope at people. It don't, it don't matter. Like, she's just here for it. And she makes wrestling fun. And I love that. Um... But her and Bill, they're, they're a little, they're a little back and forth. I was like, I was waiting for it the whole match because I had moved at this point. Um, when it gets to be a Matt Justice match and or a Josh Bishop match, I go from being in the front row to the wall. Um, because <laughs> I don't like running. I don't like having to avoid things to get out of the way. I'm just, I'm just going to stay back and stay safe. So I was watching all this happen from a little further than where you were at this point. But I was just waiting back there with Brock. Like, are they going to, are they going to fight? Are they going to fight? What's going on? But that match was crazy. Derek bled so much, so much blood. I mean, that's, that's kind of what Derek does. And this was, this was a match that literally went almost everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. It sure did. Cause I was almost unsafe at one point. I was going to say, I, th- I can't remember if it was this match or Rhino and Kaplan. No, I think it was this one where like when they go through the crowd, like it literally like just messed up where everybody's chairs were. <laughs> and it was kind of like, yes, yes. The Rhino one was more controlled, surprisingly. Um, but this one absolutely destroyed where you guys were all sitting. Like there, you couldn't tell. We had already had fucked up seating arrangements as it is, uh, but it went from being, oh, hey, look, we kind of made our own first row to, oh, hey, there is no row. 
You don't know where you're sitting. You don't know where your chair is. It was crazy. But it sounds like an AIW show because, you know, that's just how we do things. We walk through into our chairs. And then you just get all these matches with Derek where he's bleeding. And I think that's kind of a thing that's going to we're going to look at when we talk about wrestler of the year for him. Mm -hmm. I agree 100 percent. Derek went from being a, I don't even want to say mild-mannered, but, like, he's he's completely changed in how he's been wrestling, too. Um, he went from being a normal-ish wrestler to wanting to be a hardcore guy with, like, bleeding in every match and being crazy and just the attitude that he has and what he's done with the production and what him and Ziggy are doing now and going forward. Um, it's, it's gold and they both need to keep doing more of it. Like I love these guys and I cannot wait to see singles or together what's in store for them both. Because I know big things are on the horizon for Derek, for sure. That motherfucker is going somewhere. And it was uh, Derek getting the win via pinfall. Hell yeah, it was. I love Matt, but, you know, sometimes you gotta lose, bud. Sometimes Derek comes out on top. Let's move on to the main event. Wes Barkley and Joshua Bishop, the Rip City Shooters, versus the Philly Marino Experience, Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglia. For the AIW Tag Team Championships, this match was Wes cashing in his Biggins Cup. Oh, this match. This match. I love PME. This match. <laughs> it was very sad. But, ah, uh, it was a good match. Very, very intense Josh Bishop. I'm 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 still devastated. Like I I can barely even talk about what happened because of how fuck I fucking hate it. Like I'm gonna be the asshole that fucking goes off and says it. I fucking hate how this ended. I hated the ending of this match. Everything before it was great. It was great storytelling between the two. Everything was fantastic. I hated the way it ended. It's like I also hated the way the Biggins Cup ended too because I didn't want Wes to win. I wanted Derek to win. So I hated the ending of that, and I hated the ending of this, because I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm not a wrestling genius, but I would not have all three of my fucking belts on the same person, last persons, with Wes also being a part of the tag team. But, like, I don't know. I just, I don't like all the gold being on one team, last person, and Mike, fuck you with your fucking confetti cannons, with your gold fucking confetti um i don't know i'm so shitty about the entire situation i i <laughs> i'm a petty ass wrestling fan and i'm shitty about it um love the show love the match in general i just hated the ending what were your thoughts summers uh definitely a good match uh i wasn't 100 percent sure how it was gonna end i like that there was a lot of uh a lot of things that happened that made me think that PME was going to win, and then there was the things that maybe that made me think that Rip City was going to win. But when we get to the end, it is Rip City winning. 
I agree with you of to the fact of it's not what I wanted to happen now that we do have, you know, all but one championship on Bishop. And, you know, they, they did say that, you know, uh, Shayna was next and Shayna said book it. But I'm waiting, John. <laughs> I'm waiting for that one. That's that's a match I didn't know I needed to see until I saw it on the tweets. Because, oh my god, could you imagine? Tap, nap, or snap Josh Bishop? Whoo! That, that's how we get all the titles off of Bishop. Shayna. Shayna. Yeah. <laughs> Shayna, come home, honey. <laughs> we need you. But, like, kind of like, like what you said of, it's not what I wanted to see, but I'm willing to see where it goes from here. Like, if we're just talking simple, basic logic when it comes to wrestling in general pretty much everybody loses a title at some point there is the oh. loophole of you know forfeit and all that kind of stuff but eventually bishop isn't going to be the absolute champion eventually he's not going to be the intense champion and eventually rip city shooters aren't going to be the tag team champions like is it going to happen That's at the, is it going to happen at the next show uh a show sometime this year a show next year what whenever it is um I'm curious to just see where we go from here because now literally any storyline, any idea of who's the champion or wants to be champion has to go through Bishop. Someone wants yeah. the absolute title, you know, they got to go through Bishop. If someone wants the intense title, they got to go through Bishop. And someone wants to be the tag team champions, which we have a lot of tag teams in AIW. They're going to have to go through Rip City. So I'm thinking... I could be wrong, but one of the things that I feel that it's the only way we can go now is Josh is going to have to have more than one match on a card. Now, he might not put both the absolute intense titles up, even though I do think that's something that should happen. But, you know, let's say uh, to infinity beyond once a match and they get one at the Akron show. Well, well, what if somebody is also wants a title shot for the absolute title? Well, you got to go to after us two matches. That, that's to me. Seems to be the only way we can go without doing, you know, Matt Wadsworth says that Josh has to like forfeit some titles or whatever it may be, because I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Ideally, I like to see, you know, Josh get three matches in a night, put up the tag title in one match with Wes, put up the intense title in one match and then put up the absolute title in a third match. It would be a very long, long and exhausting night for Bishop. But that would be fucking sweet. People say he's a, what is it, a whole, whole ass man? That's a grown ass man right there. My, my, my favorite, Kenny Wang. my favorite quote from Kenny Wang is that Josh Bishop is a beast. Beast! Man, I miss Kenny. Man, I miss Kenny. That just, him screaming anything from the back of any room that we've ever been in. This is always was one of my favorite things ever. Like I try to recreate it, but I don't have that deep ass man voice like he does. <laughs> Nobody hears me. We always used to, uh, or some of us used to like kind of joke about him when he calls Bishop a beast. And we'd always say the beast in like a real high tone voice. <laughs> Like it's 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 too late in the morning for me to repeat it, <laughs> or at least to yell how we would we would say it. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's something I always think of when it comes to Kenny Wang. Right. 
I I mean I got nothing else on this match because like when it comes down to it, it comes down to the end of it. Um, you know, PME is gonna pr- eventually come back after their titles. Bitcoin boys, well, with Mikey on the shelf, that's gonna prevent them from stepping up right now. But there's there's people wanting to gonna want tag title shots, and there's definitely yeah pe- for sure because I could see even like Forty Acres going after that shit here in the future. You know. Uh, 40 acres you got the production you got Derek probably still wanting a title shot for the intense title um right any almost anybody wanting a shot at the absolute title maybe Matt Cardona oh Christ no he's not allowed to invade the AIW world like he did GCW like you get your one off go away and then there's you it's like yeah no make him champ <laughs> I don't know if I want to go the route of make him champ because <laughs> I I am the oddball in the major wrestling figure podcast group that when he was going up against Nick Gage and I was full force Nick Gage, like nice, like Nick Gage is my dude. Nick Gage is a very nice man, and I have a lot of love and respect for him because I know he has a lot of love and respect for me, and I'm not going against him for anything. I bought uh, an MDK shirt. I bought the print of Nick Gage. Taking a light tube to a animated PBR can. So yeah, um, I, as much I much as I want to see Matt Cardona come in, I don't necessarily want him to win. At least be champion. Idol. Yeah, because there I've said it before. There was something like when Josh and Matt did the face to face thing, where it was like it made me really appreciate the size that Josh is. Because mm-hmm. here he is face to face with someone who just came from WWE who has a certain size to him. It's like, holy shit, you know, Josh is a star. And it's just, it's going to take time for other people to see it. But having that little, little, literal measuring stick against Cardona made me go, I want to see this match one on one. And Bishop's going to be a star. Right. Josh is a star. I just can't wait for him to be a bigger one. Yeah. Cause that's a grown ass man right there. <laughs> now I, I will, I will talk shit about rip city and everything in between, but I have nothing but respect for what he's done and what they've done as a tag team over the last two years now. Like it, it's been good. I'm not going to shit all over. I'm just, I just didn't like the ending of the match. That's all. I mean, for the record, like I like Josh, I like Wes, um, I've, I've said it before and it's something I genuinely mean. There is nobody right now on the AIW roster that I don't like. Like if I right. boo somebody, it is nothing personal. If I don't like how a match went, it's nothing personal. It's just how right. I, I would have wanted to see the show go. And I, I love everybody. I even, you know, told Josh and Wes that day that I still want a Rip City shooter shirt, partially because I did name one of my fantasy football teams Rip City Shooters of my like one friends league and I won the championship. So I want the logo that I used for them as a shirt, which was their Halloween rip city shooter shirt, which on their old big cart, big cartel store was called the rip city slashers. So I, Oh, okay. Yeah. I really want to, I really want that shirt. And unfortunately they're not selling them right now, but they might do some here soon. So Still got a love, lot of love and appreciation for the Rip City Shooters. Just going this route isn't what I wanted to see, but I will stress 
I'm willing to see where this goes. I'm not going to be critical of anything else. I'm not someone who's going to just tweet AIW like crazy because it seemed like there were a lot of people that tweeted and commented just their reaction to everything. But I'm curious. And I, I don't think AIW is going to disappoint me. Just because I didn't like this doesn't mean I'm not going to like what's coming next. Right. And you've been going a lot longer than I have. But I've been going for, what, four, five, five years? Four years? Five years? Something like that at this point. And I can barely recall ever really being disappointed with the storyline. Like, it's just not a thing that happens at AIW. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure John will, if he doesn't already know where he's going with it, figure it out. And um, it'll end up being fucking fantastic, whatever it is, because it's just how they do things. Tell stories, making movies, you know, whatever John's tagline is. Um, (laughs) But we'll end up enjoying whatever product or whatever uh, storyline that they go with, I'm sure. Like, it hasn't ever really been disappointing in my time. All right. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um, A week before the show, before a lot of, actually before a lot of the matches were announced, like, I didn't know how this was going to go. There have been a lot of shows back to back over the last couple weeks. And it, and like, I remember going into this on Friday being excited as fuck because it ended up being an amazing card. And even with the card changing slightly, even in my favor, um, it was fantastic. This whole, this whole show top to bottom was really good. Um, I'm big sad that it did not get the stream like it was supposed to, uh, because they've had terrible luck with their streaming numbers and, I was hoping more eyes because of who was on the show and what was being offered. Um, more eyes would get to see it. And unfortunately they did not. Um, so whenever this show does come out, please go to IWTV and look it up. It is an amazing show. You will not be disappointed. I don't believe. Um, just go to IWTV regardless. Give them money. Give AIW money. Do the right thing here. Uh, but yeah, great show. I'm. I'm starting to not think straight. It's like 2.30. <laughs> um, good show top to bottom. Not disappointing at all. Can't wait for the next one. It's at the Winchester on the 23rd. It's also Josh, Bis- Josh Bishop's birthday celebration, if I am not mistaken. Um, so come get ready to uh, give the birthday boy a beer and high-five him for his championship win, I guess, the tag teams and whatnot. Um but other than that, uh, you can find me on the interwebs. Um, I'm mainly on Twitter. It's Pamela Nicole, P-A-M-E-L-A-A underscore N-I-C-O-L-E-E. Uh, you can follow me there. You can follow me on Instagram with the same name. Don't follow me on Facebook because I'm not going to accept your friend request. Um, nothing personal. I'm just weird like that. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys know where to find me. I post funny things on Twitter, so give me a follow. And yeah, I, I'm sorry I ramble a lot, guys. I'm sorry that I was also working, and I'm sorry if I make any horrible noises during this podcast that Justin cannot edit out. So <laughs> glad to be back on the show, though. Thanks for having me, Justin. It's always fun having you on. 
Are you sure about that? Because I talk an awful fucking lot. I don't know. <laughs> did, did, did you say pan? <laughs> I'm never going to not have that joke in my life, and I love it. P-A-N-M. Oh. <laughs> like anyway. A, with, with two M's. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. And, of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I mentioned earlier in this show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. And all of those links you can find right in the podcast notes in our Linktree link. Also, check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Let the Hate Flow Through You, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Gay Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Marnie and Sarah Love Wrestling, This Ends at Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're a grown-ass man. Later. Later, dweebs. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week The one Shit, I just locked myself out. Fuck! <laughs> Welcome to Pam working and trying to do a podcast, guys. I forgot I muted my microphone. LOL. <laughs> Boo! Um, but they they put in the work against Two Infinity and Beyond, and they both tried to. I'm losing my words here, Justin. My goodness. <laughs> I'm I'm only one fish tank in. Like I don't understand it.
Um, definitely going to edit this brain fart out because <laughs> it is a big one. Um, 